0: Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast with me, British host Peter Pratt. Do not forget to follow me, guys, on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. No Instagrams, no TikToks, nothing else. Twitter only, guys. And this is the Tuesday episode. This is coming at you early on Tuesday for sure. I have got one of Marlins Twitter's goats in the house, Alex Contreras. He is looking sharp with the City Connect City Connect cap on and everything. V's up. Is on board, Alex Contreras. How we doing, brother? Good
1: morning, everybody across the pound, everybody across the world. Marvelous nation, stand up. We out here with my brother Peter Prime, my brother from another mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is that is exactly how this podcast is going to go. So listen, here's my advice to you guys now: turn it down a little bit if it's really early, or just turn it up and get pumped. We're gonna get pumped. Um, we're gonna we're gonna look back. We're gonna look back at this opening weekend. It was. Boy, oh boy, it was absolutely emotional. Like three games, three tight games. It was fun. It was fun in parts, for sure. And it was painful in parts. It just felt like a Marlin season, just in one series. It really did. What was your main
1: takeaways from it, brother? Whew, man, it's so great to have baseball back in general. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Our Miami Marlins no are back, MLB is back. Uh, shameless plug. Shout out to T-Mobile. I don't know if T-Mobile's across the pond. I don't know who they are. Yeah. But if uh, T-Mobile Tuesday, today's <laughs> Tuesday, make sure you open your app and go download that free subscription to MLB.tv. How about that? Your boy Alex put you on.
0: There you go. Even Is, that promotion? Is that promotion across the pond too? I, it isn't, unfortunately. I, I did see that. People were plugging it last week saying, you know, the T-Mobile's got an offer on, blah, blah, blah. I was like, holy shit, where's, where's T-Mobile? I, I
1: need an offer. Because I That's canceled my subscription. Slide into my DM, man. I got you. I got you. you ah! go. Anyway, you man, go. I'm super happy, super happy to have the Marlins back. Marlins baseball is back. You know, uh, the, the the emotions are, are like a roller coaster, up and down. You know what I'm saying? We saw Jazz Chisholm shining, shining bright like a diamond with Oppo with the Oppo. Oh! <laughs> Way to, way to start the season, man. I can't believe Jazz. I, I tweeted at him and said, hey, man, try to hit McCovey Cole, but I'll take the oppo with the boppo. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? The emotions running high. Super happy to see the Marlins go out and about. And they're they're fighting, bro. They're the fighting fish. They're fighting with a lot of emotion. For the first time in a long time, we've seen this team. They got a lot of depth, man. A lot of depth. That's the controversy that came in day two. Why are we sitting down jazz when we put in birdie ball? Birdie dives for a ball. He scores a run. He's making runs. He's stealing bases. He's making shit happen. That's why we had him out there, man. And that's the beauty of this whole team. There's depth on depth on depth. We got Joey Wendell playing shortstop. I was like, why why is Miguel Rojas off? Right? But at the same time, Mr. Glass gets hurt. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying, uh, Gary Cooper recovers quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You hate to see him get beamed by the Giants, but, you know, stuff stuff that happens in baseball. But yep. luckily we have so much depth on this team that you can tell a luxury gold glove shortstop and Miguel Rojas. Hey, Mickey, slide over to first base, man. Look out. You know what I'm saying? Um, super happy to to see them, man. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, we're one and two. Which is basically saying uh, – Losing like always and winning like never, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but you know, um, I still love these guys. I love the passion that they got, the hustle that they're going. Um, I love how, how our fan base is super involved, you know, with the good, with the bad, you know? Um, yeah, do we want a center fielder? Maybe we just got we got the answer right under our nose, like you said. You know, maybe it's a mix of Brian De La Cruz, John Birdie, and Jesus Sanchez. You know, I'm not mad at Sanchez. You saw how they didn't even take him out? That tells you he's a plus bat. Versus mm-hmm. lefties, versus righties. Domana, he he's he in there. He came in, he hit one opposite field. Marlins scored a run. We took the go-ahead run. You know, that's that's what you want from the guy. So, honestly, like, I know there's a lot of people that, that we want more. We want more. Everybody wants more. That's what the human being wants. The human being always wants more. We're never satisfied. And that that's part of the territory when you're a Marlins fan. We want more. Kim, call him. Call everybody. Call every single GM. Huh? we're about to get ready to place the LA Angels. Otani, I hope he goes 0 for 3. But speaking of Otani, how could we not land such a sweetheart contract with the Marlins? Huh? The Dodgers were the first team to really take a look at Otani and say, oh, you want to be a two-way player? Nah, we'll pass. Meanwhile, here come the Angels and say, we'll take you. Come over here. Now they got arguably one of the two best play- players of all time. Yeah. Mike Trout and Ohtani, you're telling me we can have an Ohtani in South Florida? We could have asked Ichiro, yo, Kim, you could have called Ichiro and be like, oh, call your boy Ohtani and tell him to come to Miami. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so sign what do I sign here. What do I know?
0: <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> what about one of the other moments that stuck out for me yesterday? You, you talked about Jesus Sanchez in center field. Um, you know, we've got this. Soler, Sanchez, and Avi Garcia outfield. And my takeaway from the first series is it did look fine. Soler, that grab yesterday took one
1: away. That was that was a proper grab. <laughs> what have you made about these boys defensively? You, look, you, you saw how he caught the ball, Soler. He caught the ball. He was so nonchalant about it. He was like, oh relax, and then he was just like, "Did he catch it?" <laughs> <Or did> he- <laughs> and he's just like, Whoop. "I was like, yeah. oh." Like- Boy, he caught it. So I know Love all it. the South Florida's amped up. This is a Cuban guy in the Cuban community. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? This is a guy that had a, a, an amazing year. He tore it up last year for the Braves and the Royals. You know, I saw a Twitter uh, comment the other day. that says, oh, he's looking like the KC Jorge Soler. That's not a good look, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, man, we're going into game four, game five, whenever you're listening to this. Um, And I'm not even wor- really worried about it, man. This is a guy that's got pure pop. You know, the first game we saw him in spring training, he went oppo with a bapo once again. Look at me, man! I got. To, I, I know got to you've got it. Up. You've got the lingo. Your first, your first disciple, lad.
0: <laughs> jerseys anyway, available so, uh, at my store, by the way, Teespring store. So, jerseys available.
1: Are, are you still selling the dick shot? The dick shot shirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's biggest seller. That's the best seller. I'll never be retired. That one. <laughs> Dedicated to our good friend Corey Dickerson, of course.
1: Yeah, Corey Dickerson. Shout out to him, man. He's out and uh with the Cardinals now with Albert Pujols. How, how cool is that, huh? You saw Albert Pujols come back to the Cardinals. In ten years. It doesn't feel like ten years, man. But he's back, huh? You how, how, wouldn't you love it if they brought back Mickey Cabrera and the Marlins? I'd love it. Why not? Even would it would it would you would it would it be less? Um, what's the word? How am I looking at phrases? Would it be less? entertaining or would you be less enthusiastic if we got him after the 3000 hit, obviously?
0: Mm, I'd, I'd, I'm still okay. Like Even after the 3000, bring him back just for a bit of fun. Another just another ride of the road. road. Bring,
1: bring him back. back home, man. You know we what? Why everybody.
0: not? Get Stanton brought... back as well. Sod it. There's a DH <laughs> now. Get Stanton back in the mix. He, he should Shout be smiling. Marlin.
1: Shout out to Stan, man. I'm really happy for him. He went to New York. He got what he wanted. You know what I'm saying? At the very beginning of his tenure out there in New York, he was getting booed by fans. He wasn't mm-hmm. staying healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm talking about. But now, look at him now. Yeah. He love him out there. Stan told me and shot. You know what, what I'm mean? saying? It's like, damn, I'm so happy for the boy, the big G. Yeah. People love home runs. Like, why, why, couldn't,
0: why could you not love big G? He's an absolute stud. No one hits baseballs like him. No one hits baseballs like him. And it's just phenomenal to watch. As always, if he's on the field, people are enjoying it and having fun. Yeah, okay, slider away, of course, but that's the pain. Smelling <laughs> a
1: miss.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Listen, what was your take on this Jazz Chisholm uh fiasco on Saturday? Obviously hit the two run blast, but uh, top top of the ninth um to get the Marlins in the lead. Then he's obviously benched for Birdie and it's funny. This whole situation started because he was out there tweeting early doors. It was obviously about the really, um, really bad and um, stressful news that the Haskins um, w- was killed, I think, in the morning um, of a drive-by or whatever. or Not a drive-by, sorry, but was hit by a- another vehicle. And Jazz was tweeting about that. And then all of a sudden, people got on to him going, Jazz, what's going on? What's going on? And then st- people start going about, he's, he's been benched. And this whole thing kind of just exploded out of nowhere clearly just wants to be playing every day but what was your whole take on this situation just seemed wild
1: hey r.i.p to haskins man a talented individual unfortunately what happened to him out here in south florida man that's why you got to keep your eyes open man i was walking my dog the other day and if i didn't look to my left and to my right how they taught us in preschool they would have ran my ass over so for real for real man you really got to keep four eyes on your ass if you can man um end of the day like I wasn't aware. I know Jazz was tweeting something in the middle of the night. I wasn't gonna do my research in the middle of the night. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to catch my dreams, but absolutely, <clears throat> that's why I'm awake. Cool.
0: That's why I'm awake. I'm, I'm, I'm at that time.
1: <laughs> I try to wake up with you at the same time, but I, somewhere around four or five o'clock Eastern time, I had to take a power nap. That's what I'm go. gonna do after this podcast and get ready for game two of the Marlins with the LA Angels. Woo! <laughs> but anyway, going back to the jazz question, man. You know, he was upset, rightfully so. He wanted to be in the in the lineup again for game two. I think, yeah, everybody blew, blew it a little bit out of proportion, mm-hmm. you know, with the retweets and everything saying they were upset. But at the end of the day, man, this is Marlins fans. Marlins Nation coming out and saying, Hey, excuse me, that's the Florida man catching up. <laughs> <Isn't> there- <laughs> But basically, we're saying, man, we want to see our best player out there. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Jazz is the best player. He's one of the top players on the team. But you just love his energy, the enthusiasm he brings, everything he brings to the table. The pop, everything, like his his swag. Sometimes people say, hey, he's got too much swag. He's got too much confidence for being a young boy. Too much swag? Too much swag. There is no such thing. I was like, yo, have you seen him on the Diamond? With those, what is it, Gucci or Louis Vuitton or whatever? He's got uh, gold frames. He looking like a freaking stud. I know for a fact Peter Pratt's wife is not gonna let Peter buy those glasses. If he oh, ain't no. been to South Florida yet, he's not gonna buy no glasses like that.
0: <laughs> they, they're not going anywhere near my uh, my face. Unfortunately, um, but, I, look, I don't, I can't pull them off.
1: If, if so many fans are upset and rightfully so, yeah, we want jazz. We want jazz. And then some some fans are saying, hey, Jazz shouldn't go out of his way to be so vocal to retweet stuff. Don Madeline's hurt, this and that. I understand all that, right? But we gotta think about there was a time when nobody wanted to be a Miami Marlin. Mm. Nobody, because oh, we can't trust the ownership. Or, or all this Chapman said, I was this close to signing with the Marlins. It was Marlins, Yankees. <laughs> and why did I pick the Yankees? Because they know how to win and Miami suspect. That was back then. And that's I respect that. But you want to bench a guy that wants to be in the lineup when he's kicking ass? He's representing your city. He's representing everybody. Marlins Nation standing up. Everybody's amped up. I would have never thought, why the hell is a Marlins player wearing a purple sleeve? But it looks super sexy on Jazz. I ain't going to (laughs) lie. How about those cleats? Come on, man. You going to get mad at Jazz? You're gonna get mad at the guy that wants to be here, who wants to blow up Marlins Nation, who wants to who wants to rock that jersey with pride that says Marlins across your chest. That's the guy I want on the field. That's the guy that people want on the field, and that's why so many fans went off on Game Two. Yeah, Game Two. I feel you. I feel you, Mish. Quoted, yikes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, come that, on. I'm with you. And to be fair, the the Craig Mish yikes. I mean, that's gonna be. Uh, that could be the 2022 hashtag for the Marlins. I may have to adjust. Make it Miami to hashtag yikes. I don't know because... And that was actually about Brian Anderson's uh, pinch hit appearance where he struck out on three just completely wild whiffs. I think that was in game one, if I recall. I, I, I'm losing track of days. But let me ask you this, though, about Jazz, right? So he hits the bomb, clearly. And I think he took a walk, actually, the the, the plate appearance before that. So Jazz in game one was perfect almost. Then he's he's benched. The question I've got though is, if, if you're going to mix and match and rotate your dudes, right, which Donny, you know, it's okay. We understand that. But at the same time, Soler, Sanchez, Avi Garcia, none of those three guys rotated at all in the first series. So, like, I can understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, something kind of s- smells a bit fishy around that too. Like, listen, I, Avi Garcia for me had a bad weekend. He looked a little bit lost to be honest with you he didn't look good at the plate Soler obviously had three hits yesterday uh, on the Sunday game so you know, Soler kind of knocked himself in like I said Jesus got the oppo knocko big RBI in a big spot at the time but Jesus didn't look great either he looked a little bit late so these guys to me looked a little bit out of sorts felt like De La Cruz could get a taste didn't get a taste I don't know it feels a bit like Jazz is switched out for birdie I don't know I don't, it just something feels a bit off on this one in general what about you
1: Man, we can sit here and talk all day, all night about what we can suspect about what happened with Jazz and what didn't happen, whatever. Don Mattingly is an old school mentality type of guy, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And this is a guy that likes to see it his way or the highway. Unfortunately, there is going to be no highway for Don Mattingly right now. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to say that there's going to be a highway coming soon. Mm -hmm. I really like Don Medley. I'm thankful for everything he's brought to the table. Given the circumstances, when he first got brought to this organization, they told him he was the final piece to get us over the hump. Then everything happened with Stan Ozuna and Yelich and Jose and everything. You know the whole story. Everybody knows the whole story, right? But given those whole circumstances, this guy has kept it together. At any moment, he could have been like, hey, press the eject button, and I'm out of here. Rightfully so, because he got brought over here as the final piece to win a championship. Meanwhile, he's got to rebuild for I don't know how many times. But look at him. He won, the, he won the manager of the year. He's been positive. He's been a positive influence. He loves to see the guys, you know, develop in the minor leagues and see what they can bring to the table. And I'm thankful for a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? This is Donnie baseball. This is the reason why I'm shaved because I saw the Donnie <laughs> baseball documentary and I and I did, I did the I did just the mustache, but I didn't, I, I'm blind. You know what I'm saying? So you couldn't really see it. So I was like, fuck it.
0: Gotta go, gotta I go. I saved
1: everything. You I wondered what a change. That's it. the The facial is completely gone. He's he's Yankee. Gone. I'm getting I'm getting ID'd again, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it. That's I mean that's a worry if he's being ID'd. Um, but but
1: man, going back to what I was saying about you know Donnie baseball and everything he's bringing to the table and jazz. You know I I can understand everybody being upset. But for the first time in a long time, this team has depth.
0: Yeah, you're people,
1: right. People, people, you love John Carlo Everybody here loved John Carlo, mm. right? But when John Carlo went down, there was nobody else to replace him. There yeah. was no depth on this team whatsoever. So it's a luxury to give Miguel, Miguel Rojas a day off and give Joey Wendell a start at shortstop or John Birdie or at second base. You know what I'm saying? You could tell John Birdie to cover guys in center field. You can tell BA to go play right. Yeah. That's a luxury. That's death on this team. This is 162 games in the season, and we got to do whatever it takes. It's, it's not one player, it's all 25 or 28 or 20, whatever the number is now. <laughs> yeah. That's what it takes to win a World Series. So I'm with you. Shout out, shout out to the Marlins, man. You know what I'm saying? We're one and two, or we're two and two. That's what I'm predicting here on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Shout out to everybody. Taco future. Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Turn it up, baby. Woo! Taco and
0: T-Mobile Tuesday. Boy, oh boy. Get your MLB oh. subscriptions. Get your tacos in by the sound of it.
1: Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Hey, real quick. Let's, uh, let's talk about Mr. Glass, Gary Cooper. right? Boy, Gary oh boy. Cooper got blasted on his hands the other day. He, he, he said something explicit that I can't say. I mean, I would say it, but I don't want you know what I'm saying? I don't want to put the E next to Peter's podcast. <laughs> Maybe I already did, but my bad. But, you know, I'm trying to keep it PG out here. <laughs> so he got hit on the hands, and it's not that he got hit on the hand. I wish it was a, a speedy recovery. But, dang, man, he's missed a glass. This guy can't get hit by a ball. It, like, it just feels like he, he got placed in the number two spot. And I feel like the number two spot should have been safe for a guy like Jazz Chisholm. I understand what they're trying to do with Jorge Soler. They're hmm. trying to use that pop right off the rip. And that's cool. But like Gary Cooper, I feel like he I would be more comfortable with him either in the sixth or the seventh spot. And that might be a little bit too low for everybody, but I'm cool with it because he hasn't, come, he hasn't become clutch. He's not coming through. He's striking out. He's in pop-ups or he's getting hit by pitches. Like... Oh. Somebody told me the other day, I think it was Daniel Del Vivo or his brother, and he was like, yo, you're the only guy on Marlins Twitter that doesn't like Gary Cooper. And it's not that I don't don't like him. I just feel like you got to earn your respect. You got to earn that number two spot. You got to earn that number three spot. And don't get me started on Abisal Garcia, man. Oh, (sighs)
0: boy. Well, listen, let me just quickly add something. We're recording this Monday evening, but this is the Tuesday episode. It's going to drop early. So the Marlins have yet to play... The game, game one against the Angels. However, the lineup has just dropped. Your man, Mr. Glass, do you think he's in the lineup or not? No. He is not in the lineup. Brian Anderson is in right field. Uh, Joey Wendell over at third. Avisel Garcia DHing today. So, like you said, listen, the point you made though already is, is absolutely on the nose with this one. Look at last year. Anyone went down, and that there was just no depth. They were just pulling in anyone and everyone, and it was just just a nonsense. Now, okay, Coop gets a ding. What do you end up with, Brian Anderson, out there? Brian Anderson's a gold-glove right fielder, I'm telling you. And, you know, Joey Wendell takes over at third. Avi at, at DH. Let's roll. I'd love to see Avisel Garcia really kick on now, though, by the way. I thought he had a real rough go of it. What was your take on Avi?
1: I really don't want to say anything more on Ivy, man. When, <laughs> no, when, I no on Marlon, when I talked about Ivy on Marlon's Twitter, we signed them. We gave him, what, $53, $54 million for four years. And that's cool and everything. Congrats to him. And he's my country, man. But damn, that's what we're doing at the Marlon's front office. We're getting $54 million to Ivy Sao Garcia. Meanwhile, everybody's going berserk because he had five grand outs to the third baseman. Like I know he's a mini Miguel Cabrera, but come on, man. There's nobody like Miguel Cabrera. You know, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect to Avisal Garcia. He's past his 30s. Like, come on, man. I, I meant it when I said it. I'll beat him on a race from home to first base. I'll beat him. Because I was concerned about our outfield. Jesus is slow. Avis slow. Soler is slow. The only guy that really can beat me is John Birdie. He can beat anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the guy's still home plate. But I'm just, I'm just concerned because center field at Lone Depot park is immense. It's like the grand Canyon Lone Depot park same. the grand Canyon Lone Depot park. Come on, bro. We need somebody. If you want somebody, you got to trade somebody. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not saying go back to the Brian Reynolds trade. I'm not saying that if you want to do that, great. Maybe we can, we can go across the whole season and to a center fielder by committee. That's not the legit option. You know what I'm saying? And people can debate, Oh, the Braves didn't have a center fielder forget about it bro they got hot at the right moment that's what that's what that was mm-hmm. but you need somebody to to compliment your team way back then when, when the Marlins traded for Juan Pierre from the Rockies the Marlins had to trade two key pieces Preston Wilson and Charles Johnson to get a Juan Pierre at the, at the very beginning people were like oh we got Juan Pierre Juan Pierre slapstick hitter he's just fast what does he do? They got covered. They said, every single ball in the outfield. He didn't have the strongest arm, yes, a thousand percent. But the chances were that he was going to catch nine times out of nine times out of ten, he was going to catch a ball that, oh, Jorge Soler or Abisal Garcia or anybody. I'll throw Juan Pierre out there right now, and he'll still catch the balls over those guys.
0: Yep. You know we saw it yesterday, so, though, right? We saw there was a, a ball that kind of, you know, high fly the center field, kind of landed in the gap. Soler and Jesus kind of left, stood around yeah, looking at each other. There was
1: no communication. No, they don't and, like that's, and that's, and that's one of the things that Jesus, Jesus is the center fielder. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows the center fielder is the boss and the outfielder. You know what I'm saying? If you're the center fielder and you're the right fielder, the left fielder going towards the same ball, the center fielder says, I got it, I got it, I got it. Regardless of the guy said he has it before, the center fielder has the seniorities to get the ball. He's the center fielder. You know I'm saying? But there was none of that. They were thinking about oh, you got it on oh, I got it. When the center field is thinking that the left fielder or the right field has got it, we're in fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about it. damn. I tried it. Damn, damn it. <laughs> That's
0: it. That is it. I'm gonna have to use the explicit tag on this uh this podcast. And just a reminder, actually, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs. And start of the Major League Baseball season. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Alex, I need to hear about where this pitching started. So, the rotation. What was your take? Sandy, Pablo, Trevor, we got to see uh, in San Fran. What was your take from those three
1: dudes? Man, Sandy had an off day. I'm he not did. even mad at him. I'm not even mad at him. No. He walked five guys. It has to happen somewhere along the line. You know what I'm saying? Pablo Pablo was Pablo Pablito. Pablito. For a second, for a second, I thought we were gonna lose that second game, bro. Cause freaking mm. Rodon was dealing.
0: Insane Rodon, was I mean, I've never seen a pitch before. He was he blew me away. He was so good. He
1: was, he was worth every single million dollar of that 44 44 million dollar contract. He was doing that gas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and people were talking about, hey, we need Jesus Luzardo to take note from Rodon. And I feel that. Yeah, a thousand percent agree. But, man, give credit to Rodon. Give pitching when pitching credit's due. Holy cow. <laughs> 15 strikeouts, or was it 12 strikeouts? He was on pace for 15. Pablito had, what, six? Oh, uh, Kurt! You know what I'm saying? i made a little tweet that said, hey, Donnie was saying, hey, Okurt, can you go get a strikeout? He said, Okurt. And then I said, can you go get two strikes? Okurt! And I kept adding a K to every single strikeout. Shout out to uh, my man, o. Kurt who was dealing. Shout out to Big Dick Blyer, who came out, shook out the side. People Stunning. talking about, oh, I'm worried about Big Dick. Get out of here. You don't worry about no Big Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were talking about Anthony Bender. Yeah, he served up a, beat, a meatball game one. But c- Come on, bro. I'm not saying it was on purpose, not on purpose. But if I was playing... My childhood favorite team. Maybe I will throw up a meatball mm-hmm. if I get drafted by the Giants and I'm facing the Marlins. My favorite team ever. I'm not saying I'm gonna do it intentionally, but maybe the nerves get to me. I just throw one down the middle. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying. But did you see? Did you see how he bounced back? Huh? Love that. Shout out to shout out to Jacob Stallings who came up to him, talked to him, say, "Yo, lat." Tone it down a little bit. Here comes Mickey Rowe. Here comes Jesus. Chamo, marico. You know what I'm saying? It's a, hey, relax, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Why are you so amped? Uh, I'm in San Francisco. I know, dog. I know. Hey, it's like that Major League scene from, uh, I'm sorry, not Major League, from Bull Durham. Hey, what's going on with you, me head? Oh, my my, don't look. Don't look. But my dad's in the, he's in the stands. And the dad's there with the big-ass camera recording him. And he's waving at him. Yeah. You got to feel him. He's human. He has emotions, and he's nervous because he cares. You know what I'm saying? And what was more beautiful after that mound meeting between Miggy Rowe, Jesus Aguilar, and Jacob Stallings with Anthony Bender, they gave him a pat on the ass, and they told him, go get this out. Shout-out to Jesus Aguilar, who's the only first baseman that has shortstop hands, made that 3-6-3 double play. Beautiful. 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 Shout-out to that cannon of Amar from – where's he at? He's over here. Ah, Miggy. Miggy Rowe cannon and then he sealed the deal with that. My man deserves a gold glove. You see him on number 11, the first shortstop number 11, what, since uh Alex Gonzalez? Come on, man, he's a champion. Shout he's out to champ. Miggy Rowe.
0: I'm with you, I'm with you. Wow, it was you're right on that though, because that that man meeting you're thinking, oh boy, coming off the back of a rough one. Boys get out there, they they give him the you know, the, the pat on the head, the pat on the ass. Next thing is, like you said, that double play was a stunner. I, I mean, Aggie is one of the best defensive first basemen around. Like, he really is. He's just sneakily under the radar good. I, I'm just thinking back to that 2020 year when he steamed in. Do you remember in, what, Yankee Stadium maybe or somewhere anyway? He steams in on a pop fly or something and slides in on his knees and just arrives from nowhere. Like, Aggie, he's got the agility. Like, he's been doing the yoga, I think, uh, in the off season. I think. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Not, not- not to take credit away from him, but Don Mattingly was asked about this the other day, and I said, "Hey, what do you think about uh, Jesus Aguilar's hands? Oh, Jesus got some nice hands. He doesn't have the best range, but he's got some really <laughs> smooth hands. <laughs> and you know what? Regardless of what everybody says, you know, everybody says Mr. Glass is really good. He's good on defense. He's gonna with the bat." I still need more out of Mr. Glass, a.k.a. Gary Cooper. I mm-hmm. wish him a steady rec- recovery and everything. But if I had to pay between Coop and Aggie, I'm putting Aggie out there. I'm putting Aggie out there because I feel like he's going to give me a better shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, the defense plays for sure. And they're different types of hitters. Um, but it, it is concerning the Coop. Listen, they're, they're freak injuries in some ways. You get pinged with balls. But it it is like any kind of... Any kind of incident, and Coop seems to go down, and you know it's yeah. We'll wait and see. It sounds like this one isn't going to be too serious for him, which uh, you know we hope for. I want to ask you more about the bullpen as well in a little sec for sure, because you've already touched on a few of them. But I wanted to get you just generally take about how it's kind of shaping up. Before we get there, reminder: this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Get yourselves over to Rock Auto, save time and money, and it's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer. Get to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in there, how did you hear about us, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. Alex Contreras, this bullpen, does it have all the parts it needs? That segue was sensational, by the way.
1: <laughs> this bullpen is looking really, really good. You yes, know sir. I, mean? I don't know. Kim Kim outdid herself here. We got Solcer. You know what I'm saying? Solcer is looking really, really nice. This is a guy that was at one point uh, identified as a closer he's come over he's dealing he's looking nice for the marlins you know what i'm saying uh scott tanner i always think about tanner scott or what's it uh, <laughs> uh, which, which way around it? yeah you know what i'm talking about i'm talking about the new pitcher now i'm not talking about the prospect <laughs> but i get confused every time but um anyway the the the, the prospect or not not the prospect damn those florida man's are catching up uh the left-handed <laughs> the left-handed pitcher we got now uh Tanner Scott he's looking real nice he's got mm-hmm. he's got some velocity i mean i feel like this bullpens getting closer and closer to being like 100% um maybe do we need a closer i'm not sold. i'm not sold on it yet you know why because that first save of the season that Anthony Bender got he was
0: amped up. He was after
1: amped. after we talked like last segment. We said he got a pat on the ass from Miggy Rowe and, and Jacob Solins and Jesus Aguilar. That might have been a a, a, a season changing moment for yeah. Anthony Bender. Really, that could have been just a boom. He just flipped the switch. Yeah, flip the flip. You know what I'm flip, the flip. <laughs> like, flip, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me started. But yeah, that's everything this guy might have needed to go out there and dominate the season. Why not? This guy has. Ultimate filthy stuff. He's got a filthy slider, filthy yeah. 2 seam filthy fastball. Why not? You know what I'm saying? And and let's let's see the, the 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 trial, the subscription trial until Dylan Floro comes back. And if he doesn't do good, let's give Floro the ball. And who says he's not going to do good? And who says that maybe those two guys don't do good? Maybe we got to give Big Dick the give Big Dick the ball. Listen, I, I'm looking at O'Kurt now. O'Kurt to me has blown me away. He's blown okay. me away. <laughs> but anyway, you got to feel good as a Marlins fan. They made an a, a, a impactful trade. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are a little shortchanged. They, we need to make that impactful trade in center field. But I think about that tweet that you made, Peter Pratt made. <laughs> the answer could be right underneath our nose. Could be.
0: Could be. There you go. It's – um. The pen. I just to go back on the pen though, mate. I, I'm really liking it. I really like. Like it's it caught me off guard. I, I said it before. Like that I think Lewis heads a nice piece. Oh, Kurt was great last year. I think we've all just forgot how good Okurt, because it was in the second half and the year was done and, you know, we weren't really paying as much attention. But Oak Kurt was sensational in the second half last year. Big Dick was sensational too. Yeah, okay. He like he always likes to serve up a meatball just to get going. He feels alive when he gives up a meatball, and then I bring. AJ Ramos,
1: AJ Ramos used to get two, two, two pieces in the face. Yeah, what's the big deal with with Bender throwing a meatball? There
0: you go. It happens. It happens. But listen, yeah. the the interesting bit with this pen is if Bender, if this that moment you mentioned was like a season flipping mode, and and all of a sudden Bender's like fully locked in, and he goes on to be the shutdown closer, then Floro comes back in seventh, eighth inning, which really suits him, I think, in general. Plus, you got all these other arms. I mean, this pen all of a sudden just kind of becomes something great. You're like, wow, what's happened here? How has Kim done this? And it really could be, like, first impressions have been sensational, I think, of the pen. It really has, other than clearly the the, the meatball from Bender, but they they happen.
1: Yeah, it happens to the best of a shout-out to Kim Ang, man. I met Kim Ang at uh, Port St. Lucie. I said, yo, what's up, Kim? Can I get a picture? And she, like, did a two-take. Like, I feel like I've seen this guy before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you're right on the, on the center field piece. I think the Marlins will stay active in general. Like, they'll be looking for upgrades. Like, teams will settle in early doors. Some will fall away quickly. Some won't. You know, the market will appear. People will get hurt. There'll be opportunities. What I saw across Major League Baseball was pitching is a problem for a lot of teams. Even teams that think they should be good, their pitching still isn't good. And so the opportunities for the fish to flip some, some Major League pitching, if they want to go down that path to get some other, some other piece they need, I think will present itself. So I'm intrigued to see how they how they play that out. One other guy I want to get your take on before I let you get out of here, Jacob Stallings, baby. Have you ever seen a Marlins catching debut or maybe any debut as good as that debut from Jacob Stallings.
1: Jacob Stallings, man, I love you. Bienvenido Miami, mi man. Go ahead, bro. Showing off the cannon, showing off the bat, huh? He's Everything. showing off his skills in the batting box. Don Mattingly said the other day, hey, man, this is a guy that you got to like because when he steps into the batting box, he's not stepping in there with no plan. He's got a plan. He's got an idea of what he's doing. And, man, did he show it off on take one? You know what I'm saying? He got three RBIs, one run, single. He was he was showing off the cannon. You know what I'm saying? He threw a guy off at second. He picked off another one. Like, come on, my man. Jacob Stallings? Shout out to him. Shout out to our backup catcher, Peyton Henry. You know what I'm saying? Peyton Henry looked like a young Jorge Alfaro bat, like with the stands. I'm not saying about the contact. I'm not talking about the Marlins, Jorge Alfaro. I'm just saying he looked good out there. And it feels good to have like new guys out there. Mm-hmm. There was a point where we had no depth. This team has depth now. You know what I'm saying? Henry doesn't do good. Let's go get Fortes. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't do good. Let's go get Quintana. Quintana was the number three hitter in the first game of spring training. I'm not saying Quintana has a future. I'm just saying, like, the depth, the depth on this team, it feels good. We have depth on depth on depth. You know what I'm saying? And people talking about, oh, you want to trade away from your starting pitching? Well, man, you got to trade something to get something. But right now, maybe I don't trade nothing. Just let it roll. Let it roll. Let's see it. Let run it till the wheels fall off right now.
0: For sure. I want to ask you as well, one final one final question. Listen, what is going on with Alfaro in San Diego, brother? I mean, what <laughs> is it, <it's> going on? <laughs> Absolute scenes in, in in San Diego for him. Listen, I, I've always loved Alfaro, mate. I must say, like I, I loved him as a person. And it just didn't work out for him. In Miami it does not shock me. He's gone to the Padres and is lighting up. I'm pleased for him. Also, Mag Sierra is also hitting bombs in AAA. I don't know what is going on with these ex Marlins, but something something's going crazy for sure. I'm I'm really enjoying this story. <laughs>
1: is it is it us, Pete? Is it us? Is it is it us? What's up? What's up with that? Some franchises know how to develop hitters, and some franchises know how to develop pitchers. Like, prime example, the Rockies. They know how to develop hitters. Mm-hmm. The marlins Orleans, they know how to develop pitches. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Pitching for days, right.
0: lad. Pitching for days. Arms for days, brother. Arms for days until we run out of days. And <laughs> that happened last year. There wasn't enough arms. Too many days, yeah. not enough arms. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's crazy. At least he- we don't have
1: to see Sandy Leon on the mound.
0: No, uh, shout out to to Loud Marlins fan uh, on that one. Uh, the hashtag trash can has been put, put to bed. The pretty unfair uh, hashtag, I must hey, say. But
1: hey, hey, real quick, real quick. If you want to talk about trash cans, I want to go back to spring training. Shout out to two funny moments during this spring training this year. All right, one was the Marlins were playing the Astros. We were at Roger Dean. And the usher came up to me and took the trash can away from me because I was banging on the trash can when the Astros are batting. <laughs> Let's go, ball, boo, boo, boo! And I was like, here comes a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Were and you rejected? Oh, no, no, no. The usher tried to take the, the, the trash can away from me. And it lasted, <laughs> but all but an inning and a half. And I, can't, and I took it back.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: And the other thing was, the other highlight from the spring training was, uh, we saw Craig Mish out there, we saw a bunch of Marlon Sweater Nation out there. But the funny thing was, I was, I met Craig Mish's kid. I said, Yo, man, you got a really cool dad. Like, I wish I had a cool dad like yours when I was a kid. Like, for you to understand me, like, my dad it was cool, but your dad's fucking cool, and it's <laughs> Craig Mish's kid. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes opened up, and I said, hey, man, I'm sorry about the cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Craig Misch, His face is priceless. But, hey, shout out to Craig Mish, showing For all sure. the love. Shout out to all Marlins media. Shout out to Peter Pratt, locked on Marlins, man. He's getting everybody motivated here on Twitter, Marlins Twitter, social media everywhere. Bro, if you're not amped about the Marlins, I don't know who you are. Let's go right. fish. Hey, are the players going to win another World Series? No. Uh, no, 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 no,
0: no bravos, no bravos, not a chance, absolutely not. Listen, let's get out of here on that one, that is the perfect way to finish it. Let's go fish. The, Mar- the Marlins are into LA, finishing off this West Coast jaunt, two-game series. Uh, we go, uh, well, this is Tuesday episode, so when it's dropped, we'll already know, but Alex has already said the Marlins are taking this one, so we're going to go for a mini-sweep tonight, this evening in LA. We'll wait and see on that one. Alex Contreras, brother. Great to have you on. That was a lot of fun. As always, I'll remind everyone on Twitter, where can they get you at, brother?
1: Hey, follow me at, at the real Acon. T-H-E-R-E-A-L-A-C-O-N, man. Huh? There ah! Absolutely. What about TikTok? Hey, um, TikTok <laughs> at Talk Baseball. And the most important hashtag that you need to follow this year is hashtag make it Miami. And Locked on Marlins. With Peter Pratt, baby, woo! Across the pond, across the sea, the Atlantic, the Pacific, Mars, Jupiter, wherever you are. Shout out to the aliens listening to this. Peter Pratt.
0: <laughs> uh, there's nothing more I need to say. We're out of here. <laughs> That's me, Peter Pratt. Alex Contreras, out of here for this one. We are back tomorrow. With another lockdown Marlins, and then we'll get into previewing this Philly series coming up over the weekend, which should be an absolute barn burner. Till then, guys, stay safe. Speak soon.